0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Isaiah 23, and this is Saul Weinreb, your host for the podcast. In this chapter, Ishayahu, Isaiah, continues the Masaot, or the burdens, as he turns his attention to another nation, of the time the state of Tyre, or Tsor in Hebrew. Tsor or Tyre, was often an ally to the people of Israel and Judah, and was very well known, being close to the land of Israel, found um, on the, uh, just north of Israel, on the coast of what is now Lebanon. We need to describe Tyre a little bit more in order to understand this chapter. <laughs> Tyre at the time was an island nation. It so so happens that today it is no longer an island, because several hundred years after the time of Ishayahu, of Isaiah, the Romans built a causeway to attach it to the mainland, which they built in order to conquer the town. This causeway still attaches Tyre to the mainland today, so it is no longer an island. Now because of the extremely convenient location of Tyre, it had become the center of shipping and commerce throughout the Middle East. Nations from all around the Mediterranean would bring their goods to Tyre and its sister city, Sidon or Sidon. was also part of the kingdom of Tyre, so during this chapter Tyre and Sidon are mentioned often together as part of the same kingdom. Ships would come from everywhere and trade their goods for other goods and for money, and the goods would then get shipped from there to all sorts of destinations in the Middle East. The people of Tyre were therefore very wealthy, and it was generally in their best interest to maintain good relationships with all the nations in the area and to maintain trade. This is why they were usually not involved in the big rivalries of the time. Though the Assyrians did eventually attack them, as they did oppose the Assyrian Empire, as we've seen earlier, along with the northern kingdom of Israel and Aram, when they um, allied themselves against Assyria, a rebellion which eventually was quite ill-fated. Most commentators assume that the destruction of Tyre referred to in the chapter we're about to read refers to the Assyrian destruction of Tyre. But again, I'm not going to concentrate on the specific event, historical event being prophesied as we would rather concentrate much more on the meaning and purpose of the chapter. In this chapter, Yeshayahu addresses a, another common type of corruption and source of arrogance, of which the people of Tyre were guilty. He then also prophesies about how, how Tyre can and will eventually overcome this corruption and learn how to properly use their wealth. People that make their wealth and money through commerce rather than the work and labor of their own hands often fall into the trap where they can't and don't appreciate the value of the hard work and often look down upon the people who have to labor for their sustenance. Such people can become arrogant and prideful and end up hoarding their wealth and amassing fortunes for themselves instead of using their wealth to help others. It is this sin which Isaiah is addressing here and we once again see the process with which we are now familiar from the other Masaot. Ishayahu never revels in the downfall of the other nations, even the nations that were the enemies of Judah. But rather, he tells them of their sins because he looks forward to the time that the lessons will be learned and the restoration of their honor as they serve God properly with social justice and righteousness. Once again, we will see how Ishayahu predicts the ultimate redemption of the people of Tyre and the inclusion of the people of Tyre in the idyllic new world which Ishayahu is consistently prophesizing about. Let's begin with verse one: "Masatsor, Tarshish, kishu dad mibo, Kitim niglalamo. The burden of Tyre. Cry out you ships of Tarshish, because the destroyer is coming from within the house. as the people of Kitim, usually considered the island of Cyprus, were exiled. there. I will diverge quite a bit from what many of the commentators say to explain this chapter and point out that despite the fact that this is a pronouncement or a burden about Tyre, we will see in verse after verse that much of the suffering that Ishayahu discussed, that the suffering that comes from the destruction of Tyre is suffering by the nations which depended upon the trade that took place in Tyre as a market for their goods and a source for needed goods and money. This is typical. When the market fails, it is the people, the other people, the other nations that depend upon that market that end up suffering the most. This verse is saying that this destruction is coming me by it from within Tyre. But the ones who are crying are the ships of Tarshish, a far-off kingdom in the western Mediterranean, and the people from the land of Ketim, Cyprus. And it was revealed to them as well as they suffered due to the loss of Tyre. Domu yoshvei, moan ye dwellers... Of, or, or I'm sorry, not Moan. Be silent, those of you who dwell on the E, on the island of Tyre. Socher Tidon over Yam iluch. Be silent, you traders of Sidon. Remember, that was also part of the kingdom of Tyre, which was another one of their cities of traders. Be silent as the seas used to be full of seafaring ships bringing money and goods to your port. This term, be silent, is reminiscent of the term used in the in, Le- in Leviticus, Va'yidom Aaron, when Aaron in the desert was silent in the face of the death of his sons, it is the silence of one who suffers loss and has nothing else to say but silence. Domu, you people that are residents of the island, as you see the suffering that's happening to your place. Your revenue and profit came to you from over the waters the harvests of the Nile from Egypt just came to you by boat, and you became the center of commerce for all the nations. But Sidon and Tyre, you should feel shame instead of pride and arrogance. Instead of the arrogance which often results when people obtain riches without working, you should have felt humility. You did not work for this, you did not labor and give birth. You did not raise the young men or young women. This is a metaphor for the most difficult task that all humans have to face, the raising of children. We get to enjoy our children when they are older only because of the work we put into raising them. But the people of Sidon and Tyre have achieved all of this wealth without having put out the labor necessary to create the wealth. This is where they went wrong, where they became proud instead of humble. shema <laughs> When this news arrives in Egypt they will shake with fear because of what's happening in Tyre because the Egyptians who required it as a market for their produce were scared that their market was lost Ivru tarshisha yoshvei pass on this news to Tarshish again your main trading part one of your main trading partners start to cry now you re- you, re- you residents of the island of Tyre was this all of your wealth before a source of joy? In the old days, did this wealth give you the ability to travel the seas and start populating other ports of call in order to continue your business around the Mediterranean? As we know, the people of Tyre who were Phoenician in origin used to do. Mi ya'atz Isaiah asks an obvious question: Who gives this advice? Who was the one who planned this destruction against Tyre? Why would someone want Tyre destroyed? Everyone has a stake in their success. No one wanted this to happen. <laughs> its its businessmen were like princes. Its kin does not refer to the people of Canaan, despite its spelling but rather it refers to its traders, were the honorable people of the land. Everybody wanted them to be successful because everyone benefited from the business. But no. Only God himself would have planned an action against Tyre. And why? To take down the gaon, the pride of all this tzvi, all of this wealth. To take down all of these honored and prideful people of this land of Tyre, all of these Now, you, the people that used to trade with Tyre, you're going to have to wander your lands looking for places like a river wanders through the land. O oh, people of Tarshish, there is no longer a harbor, a port for you to bring your goods. What did God do? Because, Yadona toalayim, God stretched His hand out over the sea and touched the island. Here He has now scared and made all of these kingdoms that depended on it tremble. It is God that commanded the strongholds of all of these traitors and said that they shall be destroyed. Get up and find refuge on Kitim, on the nearby island of Cyprus. But even there, Gamsham, still you will not find rest, God says. He says, God says, You shall rejoice no longer, you who are me'ushaka, full of debts and creditors and loans as traders usually are. No more will you be happy, you daughter of Sidon. arminoseha shamalama eretz kastim Behold, the land. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. You think that money and wealth will make you last forever? Look at Chaldea, the Eretz Kastim. The Assyrians built them up too, raised their towers, and the Assyrians themselves tore it down. Now go ahead and cry, you ships of Tarshish, kishu Dadma Your stronghold, the place where you used to do business, is now destroyed. V'haya will be on that day when this destruction happens. V'nishkachas This proud, proud place will be forgotten for 70 years. Ki uh, just like the lifetime of a king. miket Shivimshana Isaiah takes up his prophecy again and says, Tyre will not be gone forever. Just long enough to learn its lesson, but for a long time. Seventy years is a number usually used to signify a long period of time, but not forever, like the lifetime of a king. He ends with a metaphor like the song of a prostitute. This is unusual as a metaphor, and various commentators explain it differently. I understand it as follows. The song of a prostitute is meant to entice the listener to become a customer of what she is selling. She tries to make it sound sweet, and make it as if she's interested in the listener, And as if there is true love here. But in actuality, she's only trying to drum up business. It's only done for selfish reasons. In this sense, the destruction of Tyre also brings out the truth that relationships based on money and economy alone are false and fleeting. Only the types of economic relationships that are also based on justice and righteousness are the ones that will truly last. Listen to the next few verses and you'll see how this uh, compliments and supports the interpretation I just said.. Go ahead, Now that Tahir is destroyed and you are in that seventy year period, take the harp. Go about the town, Zonaish you've forgotten harlot. Hey TV Harbishir in order to be remembered, sing a lot. Take your harp now, the one that used to sing sweet and meaningless songs now go and sing true songs of love in order to remember in order to remember God properly so that after the destruction then you can start singing songs of true love. And it will be at the end of 70 years God will remember Tyre. After that time lapse she will resume being the, the harlot or the prostitute or the rest of the world. Only this time it will be very different. The etnan, the presence being given, will be very different. In what way? Then her business and her hire and her profits will be holy to God. They will not amassed in fortunes for the personal benefit of the businessman, but rather, that all that profit will be used in order... To do business with, um, all that business and and money and profit will be used for those that sit before God. In order that the people that need food to eat will have it. And nice clothing for the people that require it. The people of Tyre will finally understand the true purpose of all of this commerce and wealth. That is to help the poor and the needy. Thank you so much for listening Isaiah 23. Looking forward to studying chapter 24 together.